Hi, and welcome to episode 14 of the Faxon Blog and Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. Tom from One Off Coding is going to be talking to us about our new limited edition rifle that he's teamed up with us on. This is the Mustang that's going to be released later this month. But before we get to that, I do want to remind you to visit our website. We have a great giveaway going on right now. We have a custom FX-19 pistol that was designed by Mile High Angel and completed by Odin's Workshop. It's truly one of a kind. You definitely want to take a look at it and get signed up. It also comes with two custom Eclipse holsters. And now let's drop into our conversation with Tom. Well, like I said, we're very excited to have Tom joining us. Uh, Tom worked with us on the Nautilus as well as the new limited edition gun, the Mustang that we're launching later this month. Uh, So Tom, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. So could you just tell us a little bit about kind of how you got started with one-off, kind of what got you into the whole coding and and custom firearms deal and just just a bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure. So, um, I've been spraying Cerakote now for about three years. Um, just like most of the other guys out there, you know, I started just spraying, uh, spraying some of my own personal projects in the garage. Um, pretty quickly started to grow a customer base, you know, got an FFL and just kind of went from there. And, you know, we've grown ever since, uh, over the past three years. Um, I've been full-time now for about a year and a half. Um, and I mean, now we're doing, uh, we do work for several firearms manufacturers, uh, some other big companies, you know, within the industry. Um, we're doing some stuff outside of the firearms industry. Um, but, you know, Cerakote, uh, we picked up a laser last year. Um, so we can offer that now to our customers. Um, you know, laser engraving Cerakote, we're a, you know, a full FFL. So, uh, we you know we do a little bit of sales transfers, stuff like that, but. Gotcha. That's, that's pretty much us. So, you know, when you, you talk about the business growing and everything, I know you recently, you know, moved into a new facility and all that. Where, where exactly are you guys located? Just outside of Dayton? Yep. We're uh, just north of Dayton. Um, we just moved into a new facility. It's, uh, it's almost 6,000 square feet. So it's, I mean, gigantic compared to what we're used to, or we're used, used to working in, you know, not even a thousand square feet. Sure. So it's been nice to be able to kind of, kind of grow a little bit and it's helping us to be able to expand. Definitely. Now, one of the things that I notice is that, you know, you are, you know, officially, you know, a, a approved by or endorsed by Cerakote that you have like the, the proper, you know, training and knowledge that goes into yeah. being a true Cerakote applicator. What goes into that process? You know, if people are interested in maybe doing what you're doing, you know, even if it's just for hobby stuff, what goes into it and, and what are some of the things that you think they offer in that education that people may not expect? So the Cerakote, um, the applicator course that they offer, um, it's a pretty short course. I think it was two or three days. Um, basically you fly out to Oregon and, uh, they walk you through, I mean, they can take someone from zero knowledge, you know, never even held a spray gun before to being able to do some pretty complex projects within that time. Um, I know to get into the class, um, and it's been at least two years now since I've taken it, but um, it was about a year wait just mm-hmm. to get into the class. Um, and they do want to see that you have some sort of a, I guess, a business model set up 
and, um, you know, as well as having your FFL and all the requirements needed to work with the firearms before you can even get signed up for the class. So, um, it was definitely a really good course and, but you know, by the time I took the class, I'd already been spraying for close to a year because of that wait time to get in. Right. Um, so luckily for me, you know, I went into it with some, some knowledge already and a little bit of skill. So they were able to kind of fine tune everything. Um, and working with them, working with Cerakote is great. Um, you know, they give you a lot of publicity both on social media and through their website. They have a certified applicators map where customers can go on and, you know, search for their area and find us. Um, and then, you know, within the course, they also go through, uh, you know, they sit down with you and look at your business plan and, you know, kind of help you decide where you want to go with everything. Sure. Well, that's helpful. I mean, especially if, you know, one, the demand is high for them for the class, you know, and right. two, they, they want to make sure that the people that they're endorsing and training are, are going to continue to be with them for a while. You know, it, it yeah. helps them as, as well as you, you know, before, um, you know, we started doing these limited edition rifles, you know, what are some of the trends that you've seen as far as design uh, for, for Cerakote is, is going, you know, are, are people looking to just get, you know, their own color black or, you know, I've noticed a lot of people are doing distressing and foeing and, and things like that to kind of get a, a worn look on their gun. What are, what are some of the more popular designs that come through your shop? Yeah. So, um, you know, it kind of comes and goes, you know, it goes through different phases, definitely, you know, depending on what's popular and different stuff gets out on social media, you know, someone might release something that, you know, makes one thing kind of be really popular for a little bit. Right. Um, you know, you always have like your staples, um, that Cerakote offers that a lot of manufacturers use like your burnt bronze, tungsten, OD green, you know, some of the basic single colors. Um, as far as like patterns and stuff go, um, battle worn is definitely, probably the most popular there is, at least for me. Um, we get a lot of battle worn stuff in, um, or the distressed look, um, you know, and then into kind of the like three color multicam variations are also really popular. You know, um, what we do, we have some patterns laid out and people can come in and just choose, you know, if they want a pink multicam or something like that. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's pretty much what's popular right now. Um, we don't do honestly until working with you guys, we don't do a whole lot of the theme builds. So that's kind of something that we are jumping into. Um, so with that kind of stuff, it's definitely been a big help from you, you know, having your, your renderings and everything to kind of get started and give us something to, to base the designs off of. So that's, uh, that's something I'm really excited with, um, is doing some more of those, you know, kind of theme builds. Yeah, for sure. Well, when somebody sends you, you know, a gun or a receiver set or whatever to coat, you know, what, what are the steps? I mean, what do you have to do first? Do you have to blast these things down? Do you have to bake them? Like, what do you have to actually do to the materials before you're able to apply Cerakote and start doing laser and all that? Yeah. So to apply Cerakote correctly. Um, so every part that comes in, uh, the first step is everything gets degreased. Uh, we use acetone or on some parts we use actually simple green. Um, so we go through degrease all the parts. Uh, next up is they get sandblasted. Um, depending on what is on them will kind of determine 
how much sandblasting they get, but most stuff is actually going to get taken all the way down to bare. Uh, next up is everything goes into an oven and gets outgassed. So you'll have some oil um, that get down into, I guess, some of the nooks and crannies and the parts. And being in the oven, getting a little bit of heat in it will allow that oil to escape back up to the surface. And basically the process starts back over. You degrease, sandblast it again, you know, and basically you're doing that until you get no more oil coming out of the part. Because if you paint a part, stick in the oven to cure it, and you have that paint come up into the paint, obviously it's not good. Yeah. Um, so after all the prep, you know, we go through and spray everything. And then depending on the substrate, you know, whether it's plastic, metal, whatever, um, they go in the oven. And as soon as they're done curing in the oven, um, I mean, as soon as they cool back off to where you can handle it, they're good to go. We can box them up and send them out. So just like you said, you know, I try my best to give you a Photoshop rendering of kind of what what we're looking at and such and and what we're trying to accomplish. And, you know, with the Nautilus rifle was kind of our first step into the whole limited edition thematic build type thing. So we, we started small, if you will. We just wanted something that was going to be attractive and and something that was going to pay homage to the Navy, um, using that blue and gold, using, um, you know, the anchor engraving and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it was a, a, a lot of fun to do, but then when we moved to doing the Mustang, you know, part of what people recall when they think of a P-51 Mustang is, is going to be things like nose art, things like the checkerboard, yeah. things like, you know, the, the, brushed steel aluminum look um you know when when these designs come to you i mean you've got to physically you know it's not like direct to garment printing where you know you just like plug it in and it goes for you you actually have to hand stencil these things am i correct correct so um like with the mustang build uh we actually utilized the laser as well as stenciling which is one of the really cool things that we can offer with the laser um, but you know, your the shark mouth on the front, uh, the checkerboard and the striping was all done by hand, um, you know, laid out with high temp vinyl. So basically we're spraying a color, uh, go through, lay out your stencils, spray colors over top, you know, remove the stencils to show what's underneath. Um, for the stars on the receivers, as well as the Mustang emblems on those, um, we were actually able to go in and lay down a base color of that blue and then come in and lay the top color over top and use the laser um, to just remove that top color to expose the blue underneath. So doing that, you're able to get a really, really crisp engraving. Sometimes, you know, with stencils, it might not be exactly perfect when you're trying to get that level of detail, like with the letters in Mustang. Mm -hmm. Um, So being able to use the laser, um, one, it makes it a little bit quicker on our end. And two, you can get that really nice, um, I guess just more of a finished look on those really fine details. Yeah, that was something that that you had brought up when we were working on these and something that, you know, in my first renderings, I wasn't even thinking about was the idea that you could, you know, do a coat of the Cerakoting color and then laser it to kind of pop a secondary color or things like that. And like you said, put on, put on the fine edges, um, uh, for the design. Now, one thing that really, you know, caught the eye of folks around here when I was showing them, you know, our first build that we were taking photos and things for and doing the product photos for 
is the uh, lasering that you did to make the the rivet design, um, which I thought was, uh, you know, just adds a whole other level and texture uh, uh, to the gun. Uh, what what goes through through that process when you're when you're programming a laser? Because this continues, you know, it's not like it's a billet type thing where you have just the rivets on just the handguard or just the upper or something. This is a continued process that goes through all three pieces. How, I mean, how, how do you line that up and mark that up? How does that work? Yeah, sure. So um, that was our first time doing the uh, adding the rivets and the paneling into a theme like that. Um, we actually started out by uh, literally just going on like Google image search and looking at some different, um, you know, we look at some P-51 Mustangs and just some other airplanes from that era. And we were able to go in and basically draw up the paneling and the rivets to look similar to basically how the panels go together on the actual planes. Um, from then, we were able to go into our design software and basically lay out a large grid of that pattern. And, you know, we we're able to size that um, proportionally to the receiver set so we can lay the receiver set in and basically burn that pattern right over top of it. And then with the rail, we're able to come in and, you know, we'll, we use a jig and we just get it where that pattern meshes with the upper and lower, you know, where it lines up really nice. Um, and that can be a little bit difficult getting them to line up really well. Um, the other challenge with that is the laser will only do an eight by eight square. So, you know, your receiver set is fine. You can do the whole thing at once, but on the rails that we did, which were, I think 15 inch rails. Mm -hmm. So that 15 inch rail actually has two different sections of lasering on it to achieve that look. So, um, we were literally doing half the rail, moving it over and making sure we get it lined back up in the laser. So it's a nice continuous pattern. Yeah. I think that when you're talking about all the detail, I mean, it, it, there's so much that goes into it from a design aspect, you know, even, even for me being, you know, a digital media producer, you know, when you're looking at a gun and you're trying to make a particular look that's already been established, right? An iconic look like yeah. the Mustang or like those other, you know, uh, you know, early forties, world war two era airplanes, you know, you're taking lines that are not necessarily originally complementary to a gun. You know, you think right. of like the, you know, the Magwell, you know, there's a bit of an angle that, you know, you wouldn't necessarily see replicated in, in an airplane and things like that. So trying to make the, all those pieces come together and get the colors right, because that's the same thing I had to do. I had to get on you know, Google image search and Pixabay and the Library of Congress website and pull up all these old photos and go, okay, like where did they normally put the checkerboarding and where were the, the, you know, the star banners going and what different ways did they do the mouth? Because there's no one way <laughs> to do right. the mouth. I know that when we were working on the first round of the Mustangs, you know, we had to play with that eye placement, you know, where is it going and to, uh, on the handguard that isn't going to be eaten up by a block, um, you know, right. eaten up by a gap filled in. So those are all, um, you know, those could all be kind of, uh, 
uh, challenging pieces, especially when you're trying to replicate a design that's already beloved. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It's definitely challenging. I mean, like you mentioned with the rail, just all the open spaces, you know, on a Mustang, on an actual Mustang, it's basically just a blank canvas so they could do anything they needed. We definitely had some, you know, some design stuff that we had to work around with that. But yeah. I think we, I, I definitely think we pulled it off. It definitely looks, uh, looks like a nice rifle. So. Oh, for sure. You know, we love it and uh, we're really excited to to get them launched. We're going to be putting out some more uh, teaser material and as well as, you know, some specs and things that you could check out um, as we move forward towards the launch date. Uh, this is going to be a limited set. So we only did five available to the public of the Nautilus. We are opening this up to about 25 rifles uh, for the Mustang. Um, but they are, uh, there's something special and we're really, really excited to be able to do it and, and pay homage to, uh, another piece of really great military past. Uh, Tom, if people want to learn more about you, what you do, how to get in touch with one off for a project, where could you point them? Yeah. So a uh, good place to start is just our website, oneoffcoding.com. Um, of course, we're on Instagram as well as Facebook. And then uh, anyone can email me, Tom at oneoffcoding.com. Perfect. Tom, thanks so much for your time. We're looking forward to getting those, uh, the, getting more of these projects done and getting the Mustangs out to the public. We appreciate your help. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks again for joining us this week for episode 14. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Tom. Again, don't forget to go to factsandfirearms.com to see our latest giveaway that we partnered with Mile High Angel, Odin's Workshop, and Eclipse Holsters. You'll definitely want to sign up for that. If you're looking to get ahead of the curve and you want to get a peek of the Mustang as soon as possible, make sure you sign up for our mailing list. You can find that link at factsandfirearms.com. You'll get sent everything you need to know about the Mustang release and all the other new stuff that we have going on. So until next week, we'll see you soon. We want to extend our deepest gratitude to military, police, first responders, and more by saying thank you with special pricing and discounts on all facts and products. Here's how you get started. First, you'll head on over to our website, factsandfirearms.com. From there, you'll want to click support and guardian purchase program in the dropdown. Then you'll see the instructions on how to get started. So let's just walk through those. First, you'll wanna register for an account on our website. If you've already bought something from us on our website before, then this part's already taken care of. Second, you'll want to send a copy of your credentials or some reasonable verification of affiliation to customer service at factionfirearms.com. We get a lot of emails where people are like, hey, will this count, will this ID count, will this VA card count? Chances are, yes, a lot of them will count, but make sure you attach an image or a copy of that verification to the email before you even ask customer service. That way they can expedite the process for you. As soon as the account has been created or updated, we will send you an email letting you know that you're ready to go. The discount will be available anytime online when you go to your shopping cart. If you have any more questions, please email customer service at factsandfirearms.com.